On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Daniel and Adina from The Lion Group. The Lion Group is a group of over 40 companies that they help, or 40 brands that they help partner with on Amazon. So uh, think brands uh, that you know don't want to do all of the work themselves. They don't want to have all that responsibility. The Lion Group goes in and actually helps them. We talked uh, from the uh, all we talked about all the mistakes they made. We talked about all the good things. It was an amazing conversation, guys. For for anybody who's thinking about going on Amazon, you are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, how about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news? Our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world. But we learned some incredible lessons along the way. And we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post-iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Someone on my team thought I either had superpowers or woke up at 5 a.m. to crunch client numbers. Turns out, I just used Triple Whale. Yeah, that's what one of their customers said, and he may be onto something. No one has to know the secret weapon to your success is Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform, built to accurately pinpoint your ad spend across networks, making you look like the smartest person in the room. Their robust app helps you clarify your campaign's performance so you can run smarter, faster, more effective ad spends in real time and reap the rewards. Are you a genius? Only one way to find out. Guys, want to take Triple Whale for a spin? Stop by triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. I have Daniel and Adina from The Lion Group. Guys, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hey guys. Thank you for having us, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Great to be here. Absolutely. So for people who know nothing about either of you or the Lion Group, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So and my name is Daniel and I am the founder of the Lion Group. Um, I'm 34 years old. I began selling on Amazon a bit over eight years ago. Uh, prior to that, I owned a wholesale company that specialized in sourcing branded apparel, footwear, and accessories here in the U.S. market, and our main customer base was all over the world. So we were doing sourcing, buying here in the U.S., all sorts of popular brands, and we were selling it to pretty significant blue chip companies around the world that needed us because the brand didn't exist yet in their continent, or the brand did exist, but the local distributor wasn't interested in sharing the wealth. 
Um, prior to that, I began my journey by doing retail arbitrage. So at one point, I had a team of over 15 people going to outlet malls all around the country, you know, buying off shelves, all sorts of branded products, mainly Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger, Abu Krambi, and Fitch and Hollister at the time, which were very big brands. And we were also shipping this all over the world to our wholesale customers who wanted these products nonstop. And at some point, I opened up a few multi-brand retail stores so I can uh, try to establish and get direct accounts with many brands and I was of course you know wholesaling those products as well part of my business model of the you know retail arbitrage and then of course you know diverting product around the world and then at one point I noticed you know as the whole Amazon craze began I was sitting with myself and I said you know maybe it's a good time to start and test the waters of Amazon we already have you know a warehouse which is all day long receiving merchandise prepping and shipping and selling to you know many of our customers one of our biggest customers at the time was a company called Soup, and they were based out of the United Arab Emirates. And Amazon at one point bought them, and it became, you know, the Amazon of the United Arab Emirates and that entire region. And one day I get a phone call from the buyer from the company who used to buy from us all the time. And they say, listen, Daniel, we couldn't share this with you before, but now, you know, it's final. And now we became an Amazon company. And I know you're sitting on over a half a million dollars of POs that are ready, you know, for us to pick up. But now, unfortunately, we have to request from you to prep it for us as if, you know, creating the listings, doing the images, the content and all of that stuff, which we were never used to until that time. So it was sort of a logistic. <laughs> so they just totally like just pulled the rug out from underneath you and like, OK, so this is how it is now. And and we're not going to accept this half a million of POs. unless yeah, exactly. You do this. It was it was a nightmare, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I was obviously trying to sell that merchandise elsewhere as soon as I can and just forget about this because I didn't even start to, you know, understand how I'm actually going to execute it because my warehouse at that time was a very boutique quick in quick out style warehouse we by no means were anywhere near uh, being able to start you know unpacking boxes now displaying all of these uh, multiple and multiple items you know we dealt we dealt with mostly apparel and footwear at that point and as you can imagine every style size color has its own skew and creating that together with all the variations it was literally a logistical nightmare which i i had no idea how i'm even going to start but thank god it was really good because it forced me to become creative and to hire and to train and to learn the hard way. And within six months or a tiny bit less, we successfully were able to ship all of that out to them. Thank God they paid us and thank God we moved on with our lives. However, that really created the opening for us where, you know, as we celebrated that milestone of finally getting that Achilles heel out of the warehouse, we're like, OK, and technically we just worked for Amazon. So we know a lot about Amazon now. On the other hand, we also have access to many brands. Let's open up an Amazon seller account here in the U.S. and let's uh, test the waters. And that's exactly what we did. And we were fascinated with the results very, very quickly. And at that time, we were only reselling very well-known branded products. So it was also pretty easy because it's more about people searching directly for these brands versus us needing now to create a new brand yeah. and do all the work that comes around that. But still, it was fascinating to see how quickly that scaled and really grew to become a monster. And literally within two years or even less, we became like a top 1% seller on Amazon, you know, really specializing in selling branded products, learning 
learning how to replenish, you know, to perfection, logistics, reverse logistics, scouting for more and more brands and everything that goes in between. And it was an amazing journey. So now all of a sudden we had our wholesale company that was doing pretty well. We have this new Amazon business, which is growing like crazy. And, you know, we just kept going with the flow. We, we, we got a bigger warehouse. We did a lot of improvements. We hired, you know, a lot of great talent. And that pretty much was our journey for like, I don't know, six, seven years or so. And at one point, I call this, and I think that's really what happened, you know, as we were celebrating more and more milestones, instead of me being in festive mode, I had like this spiritual awakening and I was like more in, I don't know if to use the, the if to say depressed, but I was just very worried and confused and, and I wasn't really happy. And it took me a long time, you know, going back and forth to the drawing board. And all of a sudden, I, I it really hit me that, you know, as much as we have a great business, as much as we're growing, as much as we have so much, you know, great things, you know, happening and, and working for us, we're really only as good as our sales yesterday, because we don't really have any transparent relationships with all of these brands that we're selling. You know, we mastered the wor world of Hollywood, mm. you know, multiple entities and retail stores and distributors from around the world. And being able to access and buy brands was really our specialty. And we did an amazing job. But again, you know, that can end at any given day and trends can change tomorrow. On the other hand, I was hiring more and more and more, growing more and more and more. And it really started to shake my world that I only can really be as good as my sales yesterday. And I I wanted out from waking up and going to sleep with that feeling. So that caused me for a few days really to keep going back to the drawing board. And I said, I have to find within my organization between everything that we have going on. And at that point, you know, we mastered the world of retail, wholesale, and we were doing very well on Amazon, of course, selling to international companies all around the world and retail arbitrage. There was a lot, a lot going on, all managed under one roof in-house. And we really had great talent and very sharp heads. And then I just started, you know, writing lists. And I said, I have to find an area where I can really scale with endless opportunities. And, and all roads always led back to Amazon. And then I started asking myself, you know, more and more questions about how am I going to do this with Amazon? I'm reselling brands. Most of the brands don't even want to be on Amazon. They don't really know who I am. How am I going to do this? And that caused me to create a whole new list. Yeah, because there, there was a time where brands wanted, like, bigger brands were like, no, no, you cannot resell us on yeah, Amazon. Absolutely. Right? There, there was a time where yeah, that was yeah, starting yeah. to happen. And we were part of that time, and it was a very frightening time. And that's obviously one of the reasons what caused, you know, my world to be shaken as well. Because, you know, as much as we were starting and selling more and more brands, many brands started to catch up, and we couldn't sell them anymore, and that whole madness. Uh, so as I kept going and creating these lists, I'm like, listen, I really have a lot what to offer here, because... Based on my background, you know, retail arbitrage and opening retail stores in order to, you know, move merchandise all around the world, I can really answer a lot of questions for all of the biggest brands. Biggest question today and, and back then as well, which is brand protection. Like COVID, like got it finally out of the jar and they're like, we got to figure out our brand protection. Like everybody's talking about it. And I, yeah. literally, yeah. I literally created my business, you know, finding the gaps and cracks in that whole system of brand protection. So I said, how wonderful would that be where I can come to them and I can say, hey guys, this is how I began my career. But today I'm like shifting a bit over and I can, you know, give you so much, you know, value and help you guys with your biggest problem. And then of course, you know, warehousing and logistics, we really mastered that world. And then reverse logistics, we have a beautiful system that knows how to deal, you know, with Amazon returns and actually translating that into money also an area where so many brands struggle. And then of course, 
you know, forecasting, totally. replenishment, uh, advertising, PPC, international wholesale. We have relationships with, you know, the biggest uh, e-tailers and retailers around the world. How beautiful would it be if we can partner up with a great brand here in the U.S., become their partner on Amazon, and once in a while when, when they're stuck with excess inventory, we actually can help them and move it to one of our international partners instead of them, you know, dumping it in the U.S. and then causing, you know, some type of domino effect. And of course, we know retail very yeah, well because yeah. we built and we managed and we operated retail. So we really bring so much value to the table. And I felt like acting as a strategic retail and not an agency model where I can actually bring all these values, partner up with the brand and basically work on margin and you know, and it would become a win-win situation. I thought that the market didn't really have, you know, something like that. And then I was thinking to myself, and like, I have to create a name for this because, you know, my entity behind my Amazon account was just an entity. It wasn't really a name. And like, I have to create a nice DBA. And I was thinking, and I was thinking, and I said to myself, we're actually a group of lions and we really handle, you know, every part of the puzzle. So just, that's pretty much how the name, the lion group came into play. And then I was missing a one last component, which was the most important one in order to really make magic and to get this going because I was lacking within myself and also within the organization up until that point with you know vendor relationship for the obvious reasons because we were hiding behind the curtains yeah. and then of course you know forecasting and replenishing to perfection we knew that well on a more branded area because you know the data is, is much more easier to work with however when we're rebuilding now brands from zero to hero or anywhere in between there's much more sophistication that needs to get involved and that's really uh, how I found Adina I was really in the hunt you know for a co-founder that can come and join me and really bring that vendor relationship value and really bringing that forecasting perfection and understanding you know multiple and multiple categories because up until that point we were just you know dominant with the footwear and apparel and i'm grateful that i met adina because she really brought all of those you know missing pieces to the table she worked for century 21 department stores for over 17 years she managed the buying for every single department over there and of course the forecasting and the vendor relationships and it was it was a match made in heaven This month's sponsor is Triple Whale. Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform clarifies your ad performance across marketing channels, keeping you instantly in the know. Go to triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off today. Now, back to today's episode. Awesome. Adina, I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how this works. So, what exactly does this look like when you're looking to add brands into the Lion Group that want to work with you guys? What kind of brands are you are you looking for? Are there certain verticals that you're looking for? Can you walk me through all of that? So currently, we have over 40 brands that we are the exclusive Amazon seller for. We have exclusive relationships with. They are small to medium-sized brands. And a portion of this portfolio is brands that we launched on Amazon from scratch. And the other portion is brands that were existing on Amazon, but they were looking to scale. For one reason or another, they weren't reaching their goals. Uh, They were working with agencies or with other sellers that worked on 
commission type of model and not a retail wholesale type of partnership like we are. So currently, the way it starts, if you are launching a brand on Amazon, the very first step is for our team to actually do the research on the platform through different Chrome extensions and different softwares that, that we have and find those gaps. Is there opportunity to launch a new brand within this category? Is there a white space there? Is there space for, for this brand yeah, to actually yeah. penetrate and scale? Adina, is Amazon the first place that you're looking? Is that kind of where you're getting your customer research before you're thinking of retail? Uh, we, yeah, okay. we certainly look okay. on Amazon first because that's where we are going to launch. But in addition to that, we also look at the brand goals overall and what they've yeah. done outside of Amazon. Do they have a direct-to-consumer site? Do they have a presence yeah. on social media? Do they have a following? Are they willing to invest, to drive traffic to Amazon and actually yeah. build brand awareness? Because Amazon, yes, we can take that responsibility as the Lion Group, but what is a brand doing outside of Amazon to actually help establish Establish brand yeah. awareness and recognition. So that is for brands that are looking to launch and, and that there are many conversations going on and off with the brand and then we get going. And for brands that are existing on Amazon, we again do our research and see what has gone wrong so far. What are they not doing correctly? Where are they missing out? Where is there opportunity for us to actually improve yeah. and scale this brand? Gotcha. So you have 40 brands in the portfolio right now. Let's go into fashion. I think there's there's a lot of, uh, or, or into apparel, because um, there's a lot of people who listen to this that are in apparel. Um, I'm in apparel, multiple businesses. Really interested to hear some of, first of all, the do not do's uh, on Amazon and apparel, because a lot of these DTC brands that are listening to this are moving over, right? A lot of them are moving over and like, hey, we need a little bit of market share over on Amazon, but it's difficult, right? It's difficult to get a foothold there. What are some of the biggest issues that you're seeing with new brands in apparel specifically coming onto Amazon? Well, one of the biggest issues is that you must do your research. You have to look at competition and you have to look at the price point within the space. You cannot launch with a much higher price point and hope for the best. You really have to be yeah. competitively priced. And if your MSRPs are way much higher because that's where they are, that's where you are, you really have to come to the table with a good plan of launch. And what most brands do initially for the first few months, they take a price slash, they, they do promotions to get their brand to rank organically on Amazon yeah. and be competitive. And then after that, they can start adjusting the price. But that is absolutely, absolutely necessary. And you must be competitive within space because Amazon, above all things, is a place of convenience and price. Customers shop on Amazon for the price point and for convenience. So uh, it's important that you are competitively priced. Yeah, 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 yeah. gotcha. So price does play a huge role there. What about a brand like already existing brands really well known just putting their items on Amazon because of I, and I don't know what the exact statistic is. But you know, we talk about somewhere around 50% of people will see an ad and immediately go to Amazon instead of the DTC website. Um, is that worthwhile? It's 80% of people start their search not on Google anymore, but on Amazon directly. But on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Like, you know, for, for any brand out there, we've been talking all year. It's like, hey, just get on Amazon, right? The first step is just just get on Amazon because people are going to be going and searching there either way. Is that good advice? I, I'm not an Amazon expert. I'm really, really good on all things not Amazon. That is really good advice. It is very important for a brand to have a presence on Amazon. But what's most important is that they need to choose the right 
partner to get yeah. on Amazon. And yeah. Amazon is not always the right partner because there are many brands that, that do business direct with Amazon as a one piece seller. And Amazon is not always the best partner for many reasons. It's because they, they play with your price points and they don't explain. They don't mm. share data. They don't share reporting. They treat it as if it's it's their brand and not really your business. So choosing mm. the right partner when launching is crucial. Gotcha. Daniel, you had something uh, to, oh, to yeah, step in with there as well. Yeah, it's just a very interesting topic as well. You know, many brands, you know, big, successful, and even not, you know, some just have this old way of thinking when it comes to Amazon. You know, in their mind, we don't like Amazon. We don't believe in the business model or it's it's not where we want our, you know, brand to be or whatever the case may be. However, they're, they're missing out on so much uh, you know, opportunities, not only that they're missing out on so much opportunities, they're losing so much control over their brand because their brand mm. is ending up on Amazon one way or another, if they like it and if they don't like it. And this yeah. is what I tell them all the time. Now, the question is, do you want to just keep, you know, closing, shutting your eyes and, and saying, you know, the trend will end and I don't know what, or do you want to really become part of the solution? And that's really, you know, a big yeah. way of how we approach brands. Like you can take the brand Birkenstock, for example, they're dominating year after after year in Amazon. However, look at the listings. There's, you know, there's no uh, A plus content. Listings are not optimized. You know, just yesterday I was searching again for Birkenstock and, you know, a few competitors come up because they're taking zero control over their brand. I happen to know that Birkenstock, you know, from a strategy perspective, they're very, very against Amazon. And I keep having this conversation with the CEO and I tell him, listen, your products are ending up there one way or another. I'm here to offer you help and let's, you know, control the brand. Let's make sure that you know pricing yeah. is all at map compared to your direct to consumer website and you know other websites as well you know it's a big problem many small local businesses throughout the country right imagine a small footwear shop somewhere in Pennsylvania customer comes in because he's loyal and he wants to purchase a pair of Birkenstocks that store owner is required from Birkenstock or from any other brand to stick to map pricing so it's 99.99 yeah and they're not yeah. allowed to sell it for less but that customer takes out his you know smartphone from his pocket goes on to Amazon sees that same exact shoe for 85 bucks you know he's purchasing it on the spot and he's telling you know this store owner totally. I'm sorry I have to go maybe I'll come back tomorrow and and it's a big problem so I'm saying this goes a lot deeper than just you know gaining success and traction on Amazon I'm talking about bigger brands it's also about really being able to you know share the heritage of the brand and how you want your brand you know to be looked at every single channel and marketplace so we we add a lot of value when it comes to that department so before I get to a couple of my my questions I ask on every episode what kind of brands can reach out to you to potentially partner what what's a perfect brand to reach out to to partner with line group i would say any any brand we we are really going after bigger brands at the moment because uh, we've gained that experience and when we know what we have to offer and like daniel said we know what's important to them and uh, yeah. sharing their the, those brand guidelines across the board all of the platforms from their direct-to-consumer side to their you know traditional retail stores as well as on amazon right now they don't have control so we are really yeah. going after those bigger brands but honestly we do at this point have the experience and the capabilities to take any brands of any size and and help them launch and navigate the platform awesome that's great and in more of a partnership kind of relationship rather than an agency relationship is that correct exactly that is correct 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. I love win-win. I love making sure, you know, both sides. I mean, you guys have all of this experience, all this expertise, all the scale, right? That a lot of these smaller brands don't have, right? And they don't know what they're doing. Jumping onto Amazon. A lot, a lot of these people have no clue what they're doing, including me, <laughs> you know? Um, and Amazon is difficult to navigate. It is not an easy space to nav- navigate. It is unpredictable. You need the resources, you need a full-time team, experienced team. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll we'll chat offline about a couple of our brands uh, after this because I think it'd be a great conversation. I got to ask you guys the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm going to ask Daniel first, and then I want Adina. Daniel, what is your secret to scaling? Oh, <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> uh, my secret to scaling is really finding great talent, investing a lot of time in finding great talent. And once you identify that the talent is indeed great, to just make them as one of your children. It's hard for me to say I'm a young dude. What I mean to say is helping them reach their highest potential no matter what. Cool. Cool. I love that. Adina, what about you? What's your secret to scaling? I have a couple. I actually uh, took some mental notes on this. My number one is do not take any shortcuts. Do your research and don't take any shortcuts because it will come back and haunt you. <laughs> Every shortcut is, is a long, it makes things longer. Always. A hundred percent. And then uh, my other one is take risks. No matter what, take risks. And that's why I love working with Daniel. He's a big risk taker. And if in the beginning his risk taking was not calculated, that now has come with time. And now his risks are becoming more and more calculated because he has all that experience behind him. So... Awesome. Awesome. That's great. I got three more questions uh, for you guys. I'm going to kind of go back and forth here. So first one is favorite tool or app that you're using right now. Daniel, let's go with you first. It's an easy one. I always yell this all day long. Boomerang, an extension for Gmail, Chrome, helps you manage your email, in my opinion, in the best possible way. And the tool that I love using on Boomerang the most is sending out emails and with a reminder for that email to pop back in my inbox if I haven't received a reply within four days. Yes, yes. I love Boomerang. I use it all the time. It's just like, how else do you manage all of this stuff, right? Of being like, oh yeah, this person didn't follow up or yeah, yeah, absolutely. How about you, Adina? What's your favorite tool or app? For me, this is directly related to Amazon since I'm 24-7 Amazon-minded. Helium 10 is my favorite by far. There are a couple of really good ones, but when it comes to what I do and the position I have with the company, handling all the research and finding those white spaces, Helium 10 is my go-to. Cool, cool. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys one more question. Adina, let's start with you. If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them, you can have whatever you want, coffee, tea, beer, wine. Can't be Elon Musk. Who would it be? Who would it be? This should be easy for me to answer. I have a couple of influencers. <laughs> Daniel, if you're ready, you can go next until I find this person. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, I'd love, I'd love to hear yours. Definitely Jeff Bezos. I would love to have coffee with him and give him a huge hug and tell him that he has been doing an excellent job, but I'd give him a few recommendations to loosen up a bit (laughs) and have, you know, sellers and successful partners feel a bit more welcomed, a tiny bit more. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's, that's great. Okay. Dina, you got yours? I found mine. Mine is Jeffrey Pfeiffer. He's actually a PhD professor at Stanford university and uh, his specialty is company culture and uh, ah, cool. culture in general. So I would love to sit and have a conversation with him. <laughs> cool. Cool. That's great. Um, 
Uh, one more question for you, and and either one of you guys can take this one. What are your thoughts on Amazon axing their private label program? What is that actually going to happen? Do you think? What What are your thoughts on that? I read an article just a couple of days ago that uh, yes, the news had it that they are actually eliminating it, but that's not really what ha- what's happening. What they are eliminating are the bad performers. They will yeah. still go forward. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is an approach that any any retailer. This is retail one hundred and one. Eliminate yeah. your bad performers. Don't move forward with them. And it seems yeah. like that's what Amazon will be doing, and it will, they will keep their winners. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's kind of what like from what I was reading, I was like that makes a lot more sense for them to basically just 80 20 everything that's bad right like everything that's not really performing so that totally makes sense guys thank you so much uh for this conversation where can people connect with you and uh, learn more about the lion group well there's our other website our website that they can reach out to us directly and uh daniel what else would you recommend on linkedin both of us are super active on linkedin yeah, linkedin the liongroup.net or you know what let me just give it out there adina at the liongroup.net or even daniel at the liongroup.net <laughs> we'd love to hear perfect perfect that's great well thank you guys so much uh, for coming on today of course it's been a pleasure thank you for having us jordan have a beautiful day you too Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.